We're your hosts, Alexa and Melissa. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode with your Midwest Mamas. We are thankful you're here. Today on our show, we have the one and only Jody King. Yay! She is a mom, wife, podcaster, and musician. So she's one half of the very successful duo Love and the Outcome with her husband, Chris. Jody also just released her first book titled, You Got This. In our conversation today, we discuss all these things as Jody gives us a glimpse into the life as a mama musician, including how she and Chris met, life on the road with her little babies, and her heart behind her new book. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Jody King. Hello, everyone. We're so excited to be with you today, and we are thrilled, just thrilled and tickled to have on our show today, Jody King. So, Jody, can you say hi? Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we're so excited. Thank you so much for coming. Like, we're just, we're tickled. We're so excited. So, Jody, can you share with our listeners who aren't familiar with you yet just a little bit of background of you and where you've been and where you are today? Absolutely. Well, currently I am about to make popcorn change into my PJs and I'm not sure if it's going to be a, I read the book while my husband watches sports. I don't know if there's a game on or if we're actually going to watch our current obsession, which is away um, on Netflix or not. So that is the me currently. I just put my kids to bed and we just finished something called worship Wednesday that we do every single Wednesday since COVID started Um, just hanging out with people. And man, I got to be honest though. I didn't feel like doing it today mm. at all. Like, I just didn't feel like it. And man, I don't know why. I just felt like I was momming and like working and shipping out books and trying to do all the things. And I don't know. It just felt kind of heavy all day for me today. And yeah. I feel like, you know, the devil doesn't love that we're doing this and, and probably doesn't love Worship Wednesdays. So I've come to expect to almost feel that way almost right into the minute I am opening my mouth and just really in his presence. And it's like, it's really incredible. You know, it's not fake. It's not put on, but it is so unbelievable to me every time it happens where you can just have a bummer of a day and then start worshiping and you're like, whoa, like there it's true. It's a promise. Like there is fullness of joy to be found in his presence, you know? So anyway, that's sort of what my day, have you had, do you like, you guys have days like that? Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. (laughs) Oh girl. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sometimes I feel like it's, I don't know if anyone else would describe it this way. Just kind of like a funk where I'm like, why am I in a funk? Like, I don't really like, there wasn't necessarily something bad, but I think it kind of to your point of like, well, is that the devil trying to get me? Like, is that those negative thoughts coming in? You know, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that what we want to do in the natural, like my natural response when I'm in those bummer days is just to kind of stay there, you know? Mm -hmm. And man, and Hey, like I'm all about, working it out with the Lord. Like when I keep him out of the process, whatever process that may be, it never ends well. 
it just doesn't like if I don't get it out with him I get it out with someone else you know and so I definitely always I don't want to guilt myself or shame myself because I do very often you know for the feelings I'm having but it's also a beautiful thing to go okay in the natural I want to stay here but in the supernatural I can exchange this you know So I'm just grateful for the fact that we can be like ourselves a hundred percent. We don't have to fake anything, but then also we can, we can move from our perspective and shift into his. And I've really been trying to live that out during this COVID season. Some days better than others. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so totally, cool. Totally really, yeah. And you yeah. mentioned you do that with your husband. So can you just kind of tell us about a little bit about your family and where yeah. you're where you're living at. Totally. That part is fun to talk about. Um, so I, I'm from the prairies. I'm from the middle of Canada, a place called Winnipeg, Manitoba. So if you basically, like if I leave Nashville and I drive, um, once I find, I go like Chicago, then probably it's Minneapolis. And then if you just literally don't turn your steering wheel and just go north, you will eventually come to Fargo wow. and the Grand Forks, and then you'll cross the border, and an hour past the border is where I'm from. Oh. And it is cold there. It snowed. Uh, first snow was today. Oh, my God. I know, and it was 90 years ago. I was like, what is happening? Um, so I grew up, it's a really big, well, it's 800,000 people-ish, so it's not a small town, but it feels like it, because um, when you're a touring musician from the middle of Canada, your next show is about eight hours away. So it was not for the faint of heart. So I grew up there. My parents sang in church, huge blessing. Um, All of those things were wonderful. But then I didn't have any examples in front of me of women doing what I really felt called to. I wouldn't have been able to tell you it in those words. I just would have said, I want to sing in front of people. And I would have told you that from the minute I could hold a hairbrush and sing whatever I'd made up that day. (laughs) But there was nobody in my hometown doing it for a living. Everyone kind of did it as a hobby and it was mostly men. And so I was super confused. I went to college for a year um, to try and be a nurse, but fainted at my first hospital visit. I'm like, okay, this cannot be, (laughs) you know, and trial and error ended up singing um, backup vocals for people people in studio and doing radio jingles, um, like, like selling couches and like bank commercials and fake it till you make it. Like I didn't, I'd never recorded in studio, but I just showed up and literally that's been the story of my life. Like just showing up and trusting the Lord and going, I know you've given me this gift. I just don't know what to do with it. And I don't know what this looks like, but Hey, I'll say yes to this opportunity right in front of me. So I just kept saying yes. Honestly, that is how I'm doing what I'm doing today with my husband. Long story short, uh, I was doing my own solo thing, and he was in his own band, and um, I thought he was super hot. Found out he loved Jesus. I'm like, that was my whole list. That's all I've ever Bonus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's all. Um, let's not get all crazy. Just like, hot, love Jesus, boom. So uh, <laughs> we we were actually hired, as God would have it, by a worship band. And he was the bass player. I was the backup singer. And so we met on the road. How crazy is that? Wow. Um, 
Yeah. Isn't that so funny? And I feel like God was just totally laying a foundation and we didn't know anything about it, but preparing us for the road ahead. So fast forward, we got married and about a year or two into marriage, um, I had a weekend of shows booked and my guitar player got sick and I knew Chris knew all the songs and I was desperate. I was like, babe, you don't have any shows this weekend. Could you come? Like, can you could you join my band? And it was like, we laughed about it. He's like, sure, babe. And that was it. Like literally it stuck. We were, it took a minute until it actually became love and the outcome for sure. But that was the beginnings of us going, Oh wow, there's really something here. And home can be wherever we are because if we're married in a band together, I don't need to go back to my quote unquote condo, you know, in the middle of Winnipeg. Yeah. So we just kept saying yes together. And he just was like, you know, Rockstars don't have backup plans. I'm like, I do. I have lots of backup plans. <laughs> what are we doing? But we just literally kept touring in our little Jetta, ended up selling our condo with everything in it and touring Canada for about two years. And um, man, it was a grind. We could feel kingdom fruit, but we couldn't sense any like financial provision through it. We're like, God, did we hear you wrong? Like, yeah. Have you ever felt that? Right. Like, oh, I thought this was the way I thought that whisper was you. Like, where are you, though? And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm way over my head. I've sunk all my money into this thing now. And like, I just I'm not making progress. And I'm one who likes to make progress. Let's just be clear about that. I felt so off. Like I couldn't find my groove and I thought I got it all wrong. And anyway, Chris's mom, um, got really sick and we ended up laying it all down. We had made my record that never actually got toured. It was released oh. and sort of laid down and we stopped doing everything we were doing. And we just hung out with her in Winnipeg. We were still two, two separate bands at this point. And we just were like, Lord, if you want us to do this, you can have to make it so clear because we are at the end of ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. We've done all we can do so you can do what we can't do. And I don't have anything left to give. So we left it there. And about eight or nine months later, um, living back in Winnipeg in his parents' basement, because we'd sold our, our place, yeah. the newsboys called. And lo and behold, what? they uh, yeah, newsboys. And this is how old, like this is how long ago it was it was when yeah. Michael Tate had just joined so it was a while ago and they were doing a Canadian tour and they needed an opening act yeah. I don't know how on That's earth crazy oh it was totally nuts so we toured the country with them and Michael Tate was just one of those people that saw something we had lost vision for and just say said like hey you got to get down to Nashville you guys don't live anywhere anyway like you should what's stopping <laughs> we're like yeah, there you go that's a good point. Like, how do you fight Michael <laughs> Tate on that, right? Yeah. So we did. We drove down to Nashville, started writing, and played, long story short, after like eight years of being broken homeless, basically, we ended up signing a record deal and becoming Love in the Outcome and moving to Nashville, and that was six years ago. Wow. What an amazing story. Seriously. It, it's like, so, tell it Thanks for asking. You out of nowhere. <laughs> I know that that's the thing. Like when, I don't know, there's just those moments in your life where you could have worked as hard as humanly possible and you couldn't get mm. where God wants to just open that one door. And, mm. and like he, he doesn't waste a thing. It's so nutty to me 
honestly, to have a book now out under Jody King, which I had laid to bed. I thought was a dead dream. You know, when we became mm-hmm. Left the Outcome, I I let go of the website, I all of my albums and videos I'd made, I just thought, okay, that's done, you know, and here we are again. And the Lord's been nudging me for the last two years, like, I know that you and Chris have a special thing together. I brought you here, but you had value and worth to me as a single woman, just you. Mm. I made you and I value you, not just as a mom, not just as a wife, just for you. Well, I had forgotten that. I had forgotten that. And uh, so this book has been a remembering of who I am um, just as a woman and a child of God. And it's been a really beautiful, vulnerable journey. So where did you end up coming up with your, your name, Love and the Outcome? Well, it took a minute. Uh, we didn't want to go the cheesy, like, you know, it was Jody King and her handsome husband, Chris, for a long time. We're like, that is, <laughs> um, and our last, like Chris's last That's name funny. is Maker. I'm like, oh, people are going to get that wrong. It doesn't really work. So um, we just wanted a name with God in it. That was, that was our biggest thing. We're like, if we ever get it on a billboard one day, like, wouldn't that be so cool if it was God's name up there? So we thought, what is a non-negotiable for us? Something that's not debatable about being a follower of Christ. And it's that he is love and we're mm-hmm. called to love. So God is love and we are the outcome. Love wow. that. Mm-hmm. And so can you talk, and I we do want to dive into your new book too, but just before we dig there, a little bit about being a musician, just because I don't know if we've ever really chatted to a musician, but like, just where do you get the lyrics from? Is there a songwriter that you go to? Do you write any of the lyrics? Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Yeah, we write everything or co-write everything. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was new to us to co-write. Uh, when we got to Nashville, that was a big thing that everyone did. And we were a little skeptical because it felt very vulnerable to like meet a stranger. Hey, cool, man. Nice to meet you. Well, here's my heart on my sleeve. Like, let's yeah. just dig in. But you get more and more familiar and comfortable with your own voice. And it really does make for a better song we have found. Um, so Chris usually starts with a bass line. Um, he'll just riff on something. And I usually just start singing on top of it. And I usually have a title, like some sort of theme. And okay. that's just the beginning, the building blocks of it. And everything kind of shapes around it. And yeah. Um, sometimes it works out great and most of the time it doesn't, but you write a lot of songs and you end up with a few that feel special and, and, uh, every album has its own flavor, you know, because it's, um, you know, you can repeat old testimony of what God has done, but mm-hmm. how amazing to like, not just write a good song, but like to live a good song. You know, you want to live, we're always wanting to live that song and that testimony mm-hmm. for it to be fresh. So I feel like when you look back on our records, which were only, um, onto our third record, but you can really hear, I feel like the season of life we were in and the tensions we were in and what we were wrestling through. And I think that's, that's good. I feel like that should be there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what's been one of your favorite songs to perform or have there been any songs specifically that speak more to you than others? Hmm. Of our own that we've written? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it kind of depends. Of course, like you get so pumped when you got a new record because Mm -hmm. the blessing of having a song that goes on the radio and kind of makes its way around is that you sing it for your whole life. So you you end up singing like for us, it's been He Is With Us was our very first song that came out and we still, there's not a week that goes by we don't sing it. But the the beauty is it's fresh every time. I mean, there's days you don't feel like it for sure. But for the most part, like when you're singing scripture and you're singing your testimony, it really is fresh. Um, and you see it through the lens you're walking through. Like tonight, I was singing the bridge of he is with us. Um, our faith is sealed. Our hope is real. Come what may, I'm not afraid. And it was like I was singing it for the first time. I felt Holy Spirit move. I had to stop. And Chris kept playing. And I just said, you know, across the screen, you know, we have a debate in Nashville tomorrow night. You know, I know it's election season. We're Canadians. We can't vote, but we have American boys. So we're still very engaged. And you know what? No matter how you vote, like love is non-negotiable. If you want to disagree or you want to share your opinion, you should. Being Christians doesn't mean we don't think that we don't have opinions, but you have to find a way to share it with love. That's non-negotiable, you know, and, and we, we don't have to be afraid because ultimately, even if the person you want doesn't get in, you know, and we do have a part to play. The Lord's left the world in our, in our care, but he is going to work good no matter what. And we do not have to be fearful. We do not need to make decisions from a place of fear. We can make them from a place of love. And it was fresh for me tonight. And I just love that about Holy Spirit. And I love that about the word of God. Like it really is alive and active and a double-edged sword. And you know, that double-edged sword, it does cut me pretty deep sometimes and convict yeah. me pretty deep, you know, but Hey, like that's yeah. what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it definitely is a season where we need a lot of love <laughs> with just everything that's going on. And then, Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. And, um, I, I've had a lot of unfollows just to be honest and a lot of hate mail Mm. always related to if I'm, you know, standing up for, you know, social injustices or anything that feels like marginalized or anything, a lot of unfollowing happens. And, it was surprising at first. I think the first time I posted was maybe George Floyd, but I was shocked. Like we went down thousands of followers in a day and it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with at first because I just wasn't expecting it. I was really Mm -hmm. naive and ignorant. Um, uh, being from Canada, things are a little different too, but I mean, there's racism oh. everywhere, right? So, yes. and, and it's in me and this is the journey I'm personally on too, but to like to think that unity means being silent, which is what I had thought for a long time, is not true. It's not true. And so just finding that um, way to serve well, because ultimately, Love and the Outcome is here to serve. It's our band page on social media. It's not a personal page. It's a band page. And it's here to serve our friends and our fans and not to um, just to send love and to get love back. And so it looks a little different in this season. Standing up and being loving looks a little different than it did before. And I've just had to really be prayerful before I post like big time, you know, and just hold it loosely and just go, don't take this personally. Everyone's on a journey and just do everything in love, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, and now I feel like this 
question might be silly coming off that deeper subject, but I am just so curious about music videos, <laughs> like Talk to me. making music videos and just, I'm just, I was thinking about this the other night. I was like, how does, like, how long is that process? Cause when we see it, cause I was watching one of your guys's videos, like, you know, it's a three, four minute video, but then I was like, but how long does that process take? Just cause we've never been a part of it. So I was just curious. Totally. Oh my goodness. Everyone is so different. So yeah. different. So moving on is our current single and that video we shot in Arizona in the middle of a desert um, from sunup to sundown, like sunrise to sunset. Oh. And it was like 110 degrees when the oh sun, it was insanely hot, especially for a Canadian. I'm like, this isn't real. <laughs> like, what is happening? Um, so, but it was a blast. We drove ATVs through the desert in, um, power suits. It was pretty fun yeah, and, and, and a little dusty, but overall really fun. And then, um, the video video for the God I know, which is probably my favorite to date. We actually changed locations morning of, if anyone has seen oh. it, we shot it in an empty pool in the deep end of an empty pool, um, at a private girl's school in Toronto. Ontario, Canada, and it was not meant to be shot there, and it completely shifted and ended up being like the coolest video I think we've ever gotten to be a part of. But that was one of those fun ones where the label was like, "This is your hit single. Let's like throw everything at the wall. Let's have makeup and hair and yeah. and you know get all the outfits." Like, oh man, was that fun? And I even got to keep a few things. That was a Ooh, nice. So I wish they were all like that, but they're yeah. not. Some are just quick and dirty. Like are the acoustic video for You Got This is us on um, the K-Love Cruise just on our balcony, just singing. Uh, we just did one take, top to bottom, finished. So they're all really, really different. Oh, that's so fun. And what made you or who made that decision the morning of to change the location for that video? Well, I guess we could have said no uh, in the end, but our manager just found the location and called and was like, okay, guys, this is way better than what we planned. What do you think? And just kind okay. of laid it out. And we're like, yes, it is. That's way better. Like, we got to do it. So uh, I, I have a manager who's worked with me since before we were a band. We've probably been working with him for, oh, my goodness. 15 years wow. so he's basically part of the band so we listen when he talks <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's so cool thanks for sharing that was just one of my like curious like I wonder and like how you said like you get to keep some things but not everything and I know I wish I could like all of the things, but what you do keep, you end up wearing That's sort of your stage clothes for the next <laughs> couple months. Like okay. I end up just rotating around those same outfits. Um, I will say though, what I find really tough, um, on photo, whether it be photo shoots or video shoots is I have to get over myself because I'm not a model. It's not what mm. I for. I'm a musician and I'm a mom. And that's like, that's my life. And I'm happy to show up and be myself, but I have to give myself permission to be myself every time because it's very hard when all those cameras are on you and I eventually get into it, but I spend the first couple hours just criticizing myself. Oh, so it takes me a minute. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's right now I'm teaching kindergartners virtual. So I'm on zoom a lot and I feel like I'm always like, look at my neck. Like, look, look guys. Or like when I like, yes, move, right. I'm like 
oh, it's like bat arms or something, you know, like where I'm just like, I got to get over this. Like, So I can only imagine having a bunch of cameras professionally shooting you. <laughs> yeah, it's um, because no amount of makeup is going to make you feel beautiful if you haven't decided that you're beautiful. Mm. You know, it's just not going to happen. And mm -hmm. those things just don't go away. Those voices don't just go away with 10 layers of foundation, you know. Yes. So it's um you just can't get away from who you really are and in those high stress high intense moments um i feel like covid is one of those times where we're really needing to look ourselves um in the eye you yeah know? absolutely mm -hmm. so thinking about like you as an artist and your lifestyle and doing all those like fun things like music videos and touring and all those things and and also you are a working mom. Um, we have a lot of um, working moms who listen to our podcast. So can you give any tips for how you balance your life right, with your career and your family? Totally. I'll do my best. But some days I don't feel like there is a lot of balance. But um, we do try really hard. We're intentional about the way we do life. But again, we really did have to give ourselves permission to do what worked for us. And I had to give myself permission to do what worked for me as a mom, especially we started touring um, when each of our boys were six weeks old. So wow. it was a lot of like parenting in public and especially with my first, like you've never done it before. Mm. And it was, it felt so vulnerable. Um, we tried bringing a nanny, especially on the first tour, because just with nursing and stuff and getting on stage, it was, I was trying to navigate how to do that. Oh my um, God. And it was a little crazy and I didn't always navigate well, but we ended up um, finally realizing that having a nanny along was harder than me just doing it myself and then sort of advancing childcare at the church we were at, meaning we advance the show. So you have a contract and the contract goes to the venue with a whole bunch of like agreements between both parties. And one of our stipulations was like, hey, we need... Um, you know, a certified person from your nursery that really just loves kids, loves babies to hang out with our baby while we play. Oh, and that ended up being the, the win. Um, yeah. that person felt so a part of our life and usually it was a fan, someone who trapped with us and was really excited to do it. Yeah. We ended up being, you know, being able to meet them and bless yeah. them and they blessed us like of course, through the roof. And it worked so well because the, the tension for me was until 3 p.m. soundcheck, I just get to be mom, whether mm -hmm. I'm on the road or whatever, like that's just me and my babies. And it's a beautiful thing because you explore parks or hikes or wherever you are, you know, uh, which is a blast. So I felt like just, man, that just really freed me up to mom my own way. And, um, and then, yeah, when it was time to work and put the work hat on in terms of stage time, um, they went and hung out and played with new toys and that was great for them. And Chris, and yeah. I yeah. Out. So, so cool. yeah, so that's just to say, um, that's been a theme in our life. Just things have happened out of the order. I thought they would later or earlier than I thought they would never on time, whatever, you know, those things by the time I'm 20, I'll be here. By the time I'm 25, I'll be here. By the time I'm 30, I'll be here. And this, nothing has happened like that for me. And mm -hmm. so with that has come just a letting go, a letting go, a letting go of this is what it's supposed to look like to this is what works for me. And, yeah. um, and now during COVID, it's another whole new work in progress because we do, we usually do 50-50, like 50 road, 50 home. And without being on the road every weekend, 
it's like we're used to fitting life at home into you know four days a week like maybe three like usually monday to thursday and then we're on the road on friday so we'd really gotten used to that rhythm so that we've never ever been home this much in our entire life and uh it's it is different it's taken us yeah. to figure it out and still it doesn't feel completely right um not to say that i'm not milking this time and leaning into it but mm -hmm. we just feel a little off without that road part yeah yeah oh thank you for sharing that and we want to talk definitely about your new book that just came out yay publisher for congratulations so the book is called you got this a guide to ditching perfect and showing up to your real life so tell us about that like what made you decide writing a book was the next best choice for your life oh man kicking and screaming I didn't, I did not really want to do it. Um, oh, okay. Which I know I always wanted to sing. So the first time my first record came out, it was like the biggest happy dance on the planet. It was such a dream come true. This was one of those things for me. And I'm sure you've had them too. One of those nudges where you're like, you can tell Holy Spirit is going, Hey, I'm asking you to be faithful and practice this new thing. I'm really wanting you to lean in here. And okay. it really started because I'd share, you know, fresh revelation um, in real time as I was figuring out life on the road as a new mom. I'd just share on stage between songs. And sometimes it would really connect. And I'd get those goosebumps where it was like, oh, man, that wasn't just for me, you know. And I started just journaling those down, writing those down. And Chris was, my husband was like, babe, there's something here. Like, you are not the only woman on the planet who is learning to meet God in a new way. Um, you don't have two hours to do a Bible study like you used to. You're having to figure out how to take a promise and apply it to your situation. And you only have pretty much 10 minutes to do that, if that. And then you have to figure out how to live from that reality and get into the heart of God and you, and hear him and respond to him and not just rely on old habits and old ways. And so um, really through just all that I've shared really on this podcast already, it was really just me being faithful with God and what God was asking me to be faithful with. And I feel like that's what success is for me. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not based on money or fame or any of those things. It's individual. It's like, wow, okay. These are the seeds. These are what I've been asked to steward. And if I'm faithful with that, God will multiply it in his own way, you know, yeah. and there'll be kingdom fruit from it, not Jody fruit, not, you know, bank account fruit, maybe cool. Awesome. Great. Yeah. But that's not, that's not the point, you know? And so it was really vulnerable and scary, but I just started writing this stuff down and I didn't know what it would be. Uh, I probably started like, man, two or three years ago and realized when I looked at it all, it was like, you know what, this is sort of, it's a guidebook. It's a devotional book. Uh, it's a page by page um, pivot point out of your head into the father's heart. That's really what it became. And so it's a story, a testimony, um, a time where I failed and still got up again. Um, and then applying one of my favorite promises from scripture to that. And then with a question afterwards to go, Hey, like, what about you? How does this apply for you? And okay. so that's what it is. It's 40 days like that. And, um, yeah, it, it just came out last week and I was excited, but if I'm honest, I was also just super, um, overwhelmed, like, okay, whoa, this is, this is real now. <laughs> like I'm not a speaker. Do you ever find yourself saying that? I'm not this, I'm not that. I don't do this. I don't do that. And like we yeah. have limitations on ourselves. Right. But God doesn't see those. 
And yeah. uh, then you're, you're finding yourself with a book in your hand going, Whew, okay, just going to put one foot in front of the other um, or one Zoom call or one whatever it looks like in this season and just be faithful yeah. with this book and see what he wants to do with it. Yeah. And yeah, it has been out for a week. I mean, have you gotten feedback? Like now that you're a weekend, like, how are you feeling? Like at first you're like, woo, this is a lot. But now that you are a week into it, do you feel like, yes, this was the right choice. I'm glad I did it. Or are you still kind of in that last stage? <laughs> I love it. A little bit of both, but mostly okay. like seeing you know, it just feels like, you know, when you put a part of yourself out there, it just feels like, especially I think because I wrote it in a season of being such a young mom and now I'm kind of in a new season, you go, whoa, like this feels so vulnerable, but I feel really like, to be completely honest, I feel so grateful because I'm seeing the book in people's hands now. And I'm, I thought maybe I just wrote it for people in my same season, but I'm okay. getting back from like people, my mom, my mom's friends age, and I'm getting it back oh. from teenagers, so many teenagers just going, really? wow, like this really hit me. I've been struggling with identity or I've been struggling with looking in the mirror and just seeing the bad things or, you know, because it's not a book where I just tried to be a Bible scholar. Like, you know, when I, for the reason the overwhelm came in at first, and I don't know if you can relate or if listeners can relate, my overwhelm usually comes from trying to fit in someone else's box, you yeah. know, trying to do yes. life on someone else's terms. And that's where the stress comes from. It's like, whoa, whoa, let's just stop for a second. God called me to this. He's going to equip me for it. But I'm going to have to be myself. Like the subtitle says, I'm going to have to show up for my real life. And I'm going to have to give myself permission to be me. And when I realized that I didn't have to write a Beth Moore Bible study because she's already the queen and <laughs> is like the bomb with all that. And I don't need yes. to be her. I can be me. And this can yes. be short and sweet. And this can be really raw and vulnerable. And I can talk about not fitting into my skinny jeans. Then all of a sudden, I was off to the races. And then all of a sudden, I could write my book. So, yeah. So now I'm pumped. I'm really pumped seeing how it's connecting with other people. Yeah. And you said it's more like a devotional. So just for our listeners, just kind of the takeaway from the book, if they're curious more about it, is it you said it's more a devotional where it's you and then there's reflection at the end? You got it. Yep. It's basically a page or a page and a half, depending on, on okay. the story. They're all actually um, each like page is after one of the songs that I've written. Oh, and, uh, cool. yeah, like there's one called heart like you and it, the devotional is titled God looks at the heart, not at the highlight reel. And mm -hmm. it's just a devotional about the heart. Um, and I share some of my story about it. And then there's a question at the end with one of my favorite passages and then some of the lyrics from the song. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. We are so excited to check out your book and you should be yeah. very proud of yourself. And it sounds like you're going to be connecting to lots of different um, people and age ranges. So that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited too. It's, um, it's a new adventure. That's for sure. And I'm all about that. Like, why not? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You go for it, girl. We're gonna get <laughs> right back at you. Yeah. Thanks. So looking ahead to 2021, if we ever get there, um, do you have any plans, you know, or goals, personal goals, professional goals that you're thinking of for the um, next year? Oh, man. 
yeah, we're trying to figure out how to do this from yeah. home right now. I mean, I look out my window and I just see a trailer full of merch that was ordered for tours that have never happened. And yeah. you know, yeah. that's I see in the natural, but I know that God always takes care of us. And so I don't say it from a place of worry, but when I do get worried, instead of going, oh no, God, I try and say like, what next? You know, what do you have next? Let me lean into that. Yeah. So just trying to find ways to probably do um, like a book study through the book with with people, probably online. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I really want to do that, and I've had people asking for that. Yeah. And then we'll keep doing Worship Wednesday. We have an album coming out next year, and then hey, if we can throw some like actual shows, <laughs> on, you know, that would just be the icing on the cake. And more than any of those things, though, if I can see my family in Canada, that would be. Mm-hmm that would be an answer to prayer for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Jody, this has just been a delight. And it's been so nice, like hearing kind of the background information of being a musician and just the devotional and hearing kind of your heart behind that. Is there anything that we didn't mention or chat about that you'd like to share? Just anything on your heart? Oh, man, I feel like you both did. It just felt like a good girl girl night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was such a blast. I hope that it served um, all the wonderful women listening. And uh, no, just just show up as yourself. And I think as long as you keep doing that, we keep spurring each other on. My, sorry, my husband's just asking what to set the oven to because I'm about to bake my sourdough bread that just rose uh, 4.50. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Ooh. Um, I started it like I started it at 3 p.m. and I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, "Look oh, at you baking this baking late at your night!" Own. Oh goodness <laughs> sakes, this is not the norm. But we're out of bread, and heaven forbid, I would not have my bread in the morning. This is selfish. I cannot get up without my coffee and my bread. So, <laughs> and like, yay, everyone else likes it too. But I'm like, I need my bread. Um, so funny. So anyway, yeah, just. 450 putting that sourdough bread in so um <laughs> that has been my new COVID thing my mom has baked sourdough forever and I was always intimidated but I thought I got some time maybe I that's should nice. yeah so I that's learned a new skill yeah. maybe I'll do that huh. right I've yeah never, I've never heard anyone say like I need my coffee and my bread <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first there you know, you go. because I used to deprive myself of bread because I thought I'm gonna get all this extra weight, da da da. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, forget it. I'm gonna eat bread and go for a walk. That is my new motto. Amen. Bread. And <laughs> so, all that to say, if you want to follow along all the fun shenanigans of my life, um, not just music, but just personal life, I started my own page just because I wanted to post my Ooh, yeah. pictures and, okay. and just have fun with life. And I do talk about the book a bit over there, just because it's the natural flow. But I am Jody King is my um, social handle on Instagram, and then the band is Loving the Outcome. And I, my, my husband and I do all the posting. Nobody else is, from the labels doing it. It's way too okay us to do it. So you can find me there. And then um, the book, if you want to get a book, I yep. think Chris is right here. He's the one that ships. He's the store, so I want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> but um, it's I am Jody King shop. So, yeah, you can grab the books there, and I just pray that this was life-giving for for you guys and for everyone listening. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome, and thanks for sharing all that where we can, um, and your book's on Amazon, too, right? I was it is. It actually just, it just came out on Amazon, so okay. awesome. that makes it easy, too. Yes. All right, sounds good. I was just going to ask, yeah, if you... Um, 
if you just wanted to share where you were um, just someone that you were following or that you're like, oh, I've been really enjoying this person on social media, or I really am enjoying this company to support during this time. We were just, we always like to ask if there's just anyone that we should know about and that we should be following. Oh, I love it. That's a great question, man. I'm so inspired by so many accounts, which is a wonderful thing because there's, enough that are not maybe uh, as life-giving, but on the bread yep. theme, um, one of my favorite um, just recipe accounts to follow that is so um, quick and easy most of the time is Half-Baked Harvest. Do you guys follow her on Half-Baked Harvest? Have yes. 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 Uh, so fun. And I've just been doing a ton of her curries and soups because it's kind of getting, you know, more like fall over here. And I just have found it so much fun to follow along and try a few new things. So that's off the top of my head. Um, I was on her page today with my mom trying out um, a new chili recipe. So yeah. yeah um, I love a good chili. Right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jody, thank you so much, and we really appreciate you taking the time out of your evening, and just after a long day, we really appreciate it, and we're excited to get this conversation out to our listeners, and to support you, and to follow you, and get your devotional. I'm excited, and that's exciting to hear um, just that you've incorporated your lyrics, too, and things that you've been, you know, that's on your heart. I think that makes it really unique to a devotional book. So we're excited for that. And we're rooting for you guys. And hopefully, yeah, you get back to Canada to visit your family and get some live in tours. (laughs) I'm with you. That would be awesome. (laughs) Well, you have a great week and good luck with the sourdough bread. (laughs) Thank you so much. Fingers crossed. I'll post a picture and let you know if it turned out. Yeah, we'll go look. Thank you for having me. Jody. Thanks, Jody. Thank you. We are a huge fan of Jody King. Jody, thank you so much for coming on our show today. We loved it. Listeners, we hope you liked it. Please go show Jody some love and support. You can find her on Instagram at I am Jody King. And you can also follow her and Chris, their band, at Love and the Outcome. Go check them out. Check out their music and podcasts. We're so excited to support them and to check out her newest book on her website at I am Jody King. It has her links to where you can buy her new devotional as well as follow them with their music and life. You can always find us on social media at the Midwest mamas. We would love it if you'd follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We like to just connect with our listeners and hear what you thought about the show. So please go follow us. And as always, if you could hit that subscribe button to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, we would appreciate it. And it would help us get the word out on all these amazing people we get to chat with. Thank you and have a great day.